It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. There is just one game remaining for the Orlando Magic, and their penultimate game went pretty much as you'd expect, uh, so there's not a lot to say. We'll chat about that, plus Chuma Okiki and his finish to the season coming up on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 8th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Charlotte Hornets 128 to 101. We'll talk a little bit about that game. We'll go through the box scores we always do. And then we'll chat a little bit about Chima Okiki and the way that he has closed his season or the way he has uh, developed over the course of the season as we get closer and closer to the end. Before we do any of that, though, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's on your way to work, on your way home to work, while you're working out, wherever you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day Every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast for you covering every team in the NBA plus NFL, NHL, MLB, and college too. It is opening day after all, um, for the Rays at least. Um, no matter no matter who your team is, check it out. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Um, I, I, I've kind of said this, you know, I'm, I'm a very game-centered person. Um, I, I, I value games. I look at games. They're data points. They're 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 still the most important thing to me. Um, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of people that may disagree with that philosophy, but games are still really important. At the end of the day, that's the only public information we get on how the team is doing and the input we get. And at the end of the day, when things matter, games are what's going to count. Um, nothing else is going to matter but whether you win or lose these basketball games. And so, you know, I, I, I definitely approach games very much as really important things. But I, I will admit that, this last couple of weeks, these la- uh, this last maybe two weeks now, um, it's been easy to check out on these games. And 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 if you missed Thursday's one twenty eight to one hundred one loss to the Charlotte Hornets, I will not blame you. I was doing some work as well uh, during the game. Um, it was just, it was not a pretty game. Um, you know, there there were good moments. You know, Markel Fultz is still really fun to watch. Uh, Jalen Suggs had some really nice moments. Uh, Chumo Kiki, we'll talk about him later. It was really good. Um, but it's, it's a easy to see what the magic are trying to do here. The magic did clinch uh, a top, a top six pick, um, in the draft with the loss on, on Thursday. So yay, I guess, um, they, they do have the top odds to win the NBA draft lottery that was already wrapped up. Um, you know, it's guys are playing hard, you know, you, you appreciate that. 
Um, you know, these guys, a lot of these guys are fighting for jobs. Um, there's still this, this spirit of togetherness. Um, this wasn't Sunday's loss to the Knicks. I think the Magic felt embarrassed by that loss um, just because they, they didn't play hard. They didn't play anywhere near the level that they played. I know they lost by 30 in that game, lose by 27 in this one. They did not play with anywhere near the level of intensity in that game that they did with in this game. Um, the margin of victory is not important. I, I've said a million times, wins and losses aren't important right now. But, uh, but still, it's 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 hard to find much meaning in anything we're seeing, uh, and, and that's that's the honest truth here. Um, Markel Fultz's minutes are meaningful because he's playing largely with Jalen Suggs, with Chuma Okiki, with guys that are going to be part of this team or, or supposedly part of this team moving forward. Um, when Suggs and Bamba came out of the game in the first quarter with the with the injuries, the Magic were up by five. They'd gotten off to a really good start. And to me, you know, I'm not I don't feel like I'm cherry picking too much, but to me, that was the most significant part of the game. Um, the only other significant part was when the Magic opened the second half on an 8-0 run with their starting unit in. But you know, Jamal Mosley is not playing rotations to get his starters back in late in games. He's he's you know, going with full bench units and with units with bench units, and this team is just very injury depleted right now. I mean, RJ Hampton was playing point guard for a good chunk of the game, and if there's one thing we've learned about RJ Hampton is that he is not a point guard. Um, and, and so, figuring out what is important and what isn't important in these games is is still the the biggest challenge. Um, I, I I've been big on this part of of things. The Magic need to make these games meaningful. They they still have to have purpose. They still have to be trying to accomplish something. Um, they still need to be trying to find their identity. And, and again, the defense has completely let go of the rope at this point. Um, the Magic are still a top 10 defense since January 1st, so, so a little bit more than half the season. Um, I haven't checked where they are after the All-Star break. I imagine they're still top 10 after the All-Star break, but the defensive performances the last, you know, New York, certainly the last three games, Really, the last maybe five, six games has just been atrocious and not what we expect. But at the same time, the best defenders on the team aren't playing and they're not playing regular minutes. And I think, you know, at long last, everyone started looking ahead to the end of the season. So there's just one more of these games left to go. You know, I I, I say it every time on my Magic Wands, on my on my game preview posts. I don't know what to expect from the Magic. I don't know what what how they're going to show up. Or, or what's going to be. And, and that's frankly the last two weeks of the season. I'm not more of the action network used to always say the first two weeks of the season, the last two weeks of the season are complete crapshoots. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You can't predict it. It's, it's, you know, he, I know he works for the action network. He would say it's not worth betting. Um, so when I read the bet online.net uh, ad, save that stuff for, uh, save that stuff for the playoffs next week. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's 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 how I feel. Um, it's it's rough right now. It's really, 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 really rough right now, uh, for the Magic. Um, and really, really rough to see, uh, to think what happens next or or what to get out of this. So, very, very simply, um, the Magic are still playing hard. Um, that the effort level's there. It doesn't have to be precise. Magic turned the ball over a ton in this game. Hornets took advantage of every mistake. They scored 27 fast break points to the Magic's five. Magic were just two of 10 on fast break opportunities. Um, it, it, it's not about precision right now. It, it's just about effort. Effort gets you a long way in this league, especially at this point of the year. Um, and as long as the team is playing with, with some effort, and I'd like to see more defensive intensity in this final game, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Um, 
Markel Fultz's minutes are obviously still the most important thing going on with the team right now. He continues to play really, really well. Um, he continues to really put on a display of everything he can do. And, you know, it, it's it's hard not to get so excited or super duper excited about what he might accomplish or what he might do when the minute restriction is off. Uh, and when he has the opportunity to play a, a full complement, um, it's it's going to be really, really exciting to see uh, him out there. And and I think that, I think that's going to be one of the big, I mean, one of the big mysteries of the offseason is just how good is Markel Fultz? Because if he plays the way that he's been playing uh, the, to end this season, we'll name our fourth quarter MVP early next week. And then, of course, our full season MVP will come shortly after that. Um, I, I would honestly say Markel Fultz is, I haven't looked at the numbers to confirm, but, you know, spoiler alert, Markel Fultz is going to be the fourth, the MVP of the fourth quarter of the season. He has just been really, really good and, and provided a lot of hope for this Magic team moving forward. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs came back. Um, the dude plays so hard, um, did some really good defensive things throughout the game. Um, you know, offense is still has all the problems that we know that he has, but he was out there making plays. Um, you know, he, he looked like he tweaked his ankle or tweaked something early in the game within the first couple possessions of the game. Um, and he was still playing on it. He was still diving after loose balls. He was still going at, going at it. He's waving the bench off, trying to say, I can keep playing. I can keep playing. This dude is a gamer. Um, and, and, and you like seeing that, um, you, you know, 20, a 21 win team guy just coming back from injury. You know, everyone knows the off season is more important. Um, it, it's good to see him play with that kind of effort and that kind of intensity and that kind of edge to him. Um, that's, that's one of the things we really like about Jalen Suggs, that the football mentality that he could play through anything that's going to serve him well when the games actually matter right now. It's just like, yeah, you, you can ease off that throttle Jalen. We don't need you to go crazy. Um, the moment everyone was talking about in this game was the fight or the the, the scrum that happened in the fourth quarter. Um, about seven and a half, eight minutes to play in the fourth quarter. RJ Hampton goes up for a layup. J, uh, Jalen McDaniels kind of wraps him up. Um, the two have a little bit are talking to a little talking to each other a little bit. Hampton was talking a lot during this game. A lot of frustration just finally bubbling over. Um, the two are a little slow to separate. Robin Lopez jumped in to try and separate them. Montres Harold jumped in to try and separate them. Words were exchanged. Robin Lopez was pointing at Harold. Everyone started jumping in. Admiral Schofield jumped in, um, started shouting some words at, at McDaniels and I think at Ubre, at Kelly Ubre and at, at and at Montres Harold. Uh, and eventually everyone was sorted out, everyone was separated, all 10 players on the floor were involved in it somehow. Uh, and Robin Lopez and Admiral Schofield were both ejected for being escalators of the situation, as was Montrez Harrell. To some extent, yeah, it's good to see the team fighting. It's good to see the team frustrated, but, you know, we we don't really need any of that. It's 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 the time of the year to, you know, not go through the motions, but, you know, don't, don't do anything stupid here, guys. Don't do anything stupid. Um, like I said, there's just not a lot to take from this game. Orlando turned the ball over a ton. They couldn't make shots to keep up with Charlotte. Their defense really wasn't on point. Um, and, and Orlando was down 20 at halftime. Uh, it was a close game in the first quarter, but they were down 20 at halftime. They never really got back. They got it down to 12 uh, right off the bat in the second half. And then Charlotte extended the lead back out. And that was the game because Orlando just doesn't have the firepower to, to keep up right now or, or the defensive uh, intensity to keep up right now. So the magic fall to the Charlotte Hornets, 128 to 101 in their final road game of the season. They'll close the season out Sunday against the Miami Heat at the Amway Center. We'll go through the box score. Talk a little bit about Chuma Okiki and how he has developed this season coming up here in just a moment. But first, 
I previewed it earlier, but betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships, odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Like I said, uh, not a lot to take from this game. A 128-101 loss to the Charlotte Hornets. It, it, it very much feels like the Magic are playing out the string here. Um, there's not a lot of defensive intensity, uh, which again is supposed to be this team's calling card. But uh, look at looking at their roster, there's not a lot of great defenders. Um, Mo Bamba left the game in the first quarter with uh, an ankle injury with a sprained ankle. That really hurt the Magic's defensive potential. Um, you know, Mo Wagner and Robin Lopez are fine for what they are, but they are what they are. Um, there's just no getting around that. Um, so it, it was just a, you know, it was, it, it was just a game. Like it, 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 it was just a game. It just kind of happened. Um, so let's run through the box score real fast, go through some of the better performances, kind of see if there's anything else we can glean from this. Um, we're going to talk more about Chuma Okiki, 20 points, eight for 15 shooting four for 11 from deep seven rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks, just filling up the stat sheet. That's what he does that this is really Chuma at his best. Um, you know, again, you'd like to see, the three-point percentage a little bit better. The uh, field goal percentage is certainly fine. Uh, Chuma's, Chuma has gone through some some nice uh, has some weird ups and downs this season, so we'll talk more about that coming up here in just a moment. Uh, Mo Wagner, 17 points, 6 for 10 shooting, uh, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Mo does what Mo does. Um, you know, again, I, I, I really appreciate, I've really come to appreciate Mo Wagner. He was not the one, he was not involved in the brouhaha in the fourth quarter. He was not even on the floor, so that was, that was interesting. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've been really impressed with Mo Wagner. He kind of fills in gaps. Um, you know, again, I don't think you want to overuse him. Magic played him 28 minutes in this game. Uh, that's usually going to put you in a hole and lead you, put, get, lead you to trouble. Um, but, you know, I think I think Mo Wagner's kind of proven that in small doses he can be really effective and he can have those spurt games that really help you out. Would not surprise me if the Magic kind of slot him as the third center next year um, in that Robin Lopez role. I, would expect, I honestly expect him back at this point. Um, again, Magic just not getting a ton of scoring here. 12 points for Markel Fultz, 6 for 11 shooting, 0 for 1 from deep, 24 minutes for 23-37, so about 24 minutes from him. Five rebounds, six assists. The only blemish on his record is four turnovers. Um, Fultz is really just getting wherever he wants on the floor right now, and he he he. it feels like his jumper just comes in spurts where he just hits a ton of shots in a row, and, and you can just kind of feel that energy from him that he really feels like he's, he's going to make a big leap or he's going to make a big shot or just hit a couple shots in a row. Really crafty around the basket. We know that about him. He's really kind of found 
his groove this season. Um, the four turnovers are really the only blemish. The Magic just kind of throwing the ball around. They did turn the ball over 16 times for 15 points. Um, so it didn't the turnovers weren't really what killed them, but it kind of kept their offense from getting going and kept their offense from finding a good rhythm, especially in that second quarter. Um, the Magic had four turnovers in the second quarter, at least to only two points. But they shoot 30.8% from the floor. So again, I think I think the turnovers were a product of the frustration that the Magic had that they weren't able to hit shots. They weren't able to hit shots because they're trying to make up for some of the turnovers and mistakes that they were making. So, um, you know, again, played played a role in this game for sure. But Magic were really good in Fultz's minutes. They're still the best minutes to Magic play all game long when Fultz is out there. Jalen Suggs, only five points, two for six shooting. He plays only 16 minutes in this game. Three assists, two steals for him. So he does some good things. Jumpers obviously got to come around a little bit for him. Got to be a little bit smarter finishing around the basket, but those are problems that we, we've known about for, for Suggs for a while. RJ Hampton, 12 points, five for 13 shooting, seven rebounds, or sorry, eight rebounds, five assists, four turnovers. He filled the stat sheet. Um, you know, again, he, he is more than capable of filling a stat sheet when you give him the chance like that. Um, you know, you don't, the, the, the issue is you don't want to give RJ Hampton kind of free reign to search out, seek out shots. And honestly, like, it feels like this has been the biggest struggle for the Magic all year long is getting R.J. Hampton to understand that his role is going to be on defense. His role is going to be as a spot-up shooter and cutter. It's not going to necessarily be as the guy attacking the basket. Um, games like this are probably detrimental to him because it gives him free reign to to play kind of against the way that the Magic need him to play or the way that's going to eventually keep him in the league. Um, Hampton's a really good player. He's a really talented player. You can see all that talent out on the floor. You can see all that potential out on the floor. It's just understanding how to rein him in a little bit, or it's him understanding what is best for his team and how he can best play to support and help his team win. Um, that's that's certainly the biggest challenge with RJ Hampton. And, and I think one thing that's gonna have to come out of this offseason for him is he's gonna have to come out a better shooter for sure. He's gotta come, he's gotta come out a better decision maker off the dribble if that's how he wants to play. But the Magic really have to really carefully define his role. I think they've done a really good job throughout this season, kind of doing that for him and trying to limit his time playing point guard or time as the lead ball handler. Though getting around at this game, you got both Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs on a minute restriction. You know, Markel can only play 24 minutes. Jalen can play only 16. Uh, they're usually playing on the floor together uh, because the Magic want to see that. That's going to force RJ Hampton into this playmaking role. And, you know, again, Magic were minus 34 with RJ Hampton on the floor. That's the reason why. Uh, it's that's not a necessarily a knock on RJ Hampton, but RJ's got a lot of work to do um, if he wants to be kind of that lead ball handler. Ignas Brasdakis uh, and Devin Kennedy each score twelve. Kennedy four for twelve shooting. Brasdakis four for fifteen. Every player off the Magic's bench after they had a really good game on Tuesday against Cleveland, every player off the Magic's bench was at least minus twenty on the floor. Um, so, you know, the bench got blown out. The starters, Mobamba was plus four. He played only four and a half minutes before he left with an ankle injury. Uh, Chumo Kiki plus six. Mo Wagner minus one. Jalen Suggs minus seven. Markel Fultz minus three. You know, you may not be winning a game with those kind of plus minus splits, but you ain't getting blown out if your plus minus splits are, are that low. Um, the Magic got blown out because their bench was terrible. Um, again, you look at the plus minus for the Hornets. Um, Kelly Oubre was plus 41 in scoring 16 points. Montres Harrell was plus 31. He scored 14 points. Jalen McDaniels plus 31 scoring six points. So that's, that's kind of the split there. Uh, LaMelo ball with 26 points, 10 for 21 shooting four for 10 from deep. He had nine assists, eight rebounds. Um, Terry Rozier, 22 points for the Hornets. Charlotte shoots 52.2% from floor 12 for 34 from beyond the arc. 
Again, this game just gets away from the Magic in the second quarter. They're outscored 40-22, to and then they're outscored 31-19 in the fourth quarter, the two quarters that you would expect the bench to be the main player. And, of course, the Magic are kind of packing it in anyway. The Charlotte Hornets defeat the Orlando Magic 127-101. to We'll chat a little bit about Chima Okiki's game and how he's developing um, and, and, and the kind of weird season that he had coming up in just a moment. But first, it is April. It is seems like it's well past time to be thinking about your New Year's resolutions, but I'm telling you, it's not too late. It's not too late to eat better. It's not too late to work out. Uh, I'm telling myself this as much as anyone else. It's not too late. Get back on that horse and get the boost and support you need with a healthy snack and a healthy protein bar alternative. That's what Built Bar is. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You need that chocolate fix. We all do. There's no shame in it. Get the chocolate fix with a dose of protein too. All Built Bars are covered in 1% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. So replace your candy bars, replace your snack bars, replace your heavy protein bars with Built Bars. You will not regret it. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and there's new flavors every month. I think I saw the brownie batter uh, flavor is back. That is a delicious one. It is a fan favorite. So check it out today at built.com. Go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. Chima Okiki has has had a really kind of strange season in a lot of ways. Um, it, it's been a year where he has been both extremely enticing, extremely exciting, uh, and, and extremely cold and, and, and unable to get, get shots uh, to go in. Um, Chima Okiki uh, was a rookie that everyone was really, really, really excited about um, for long stretches last year. I had a lot of the stat nerds excited about him too. Uh, the analytics people excited about him too, but uh, at the same time, there was still a lot to be desired um, and a lot of consistency that needed to be found. Okiki, by the numbers, improved in many areas. Averaged 8.4 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, and roughly the same minutes. He actually played fewer minutes per game this year than he did last year. Um, he was certainly a little bit more aggressive, willing to take a few more shots and certainly taking a ton more threes. But all of his efficiency splits and shooting numbers went down. Shot 36.9% from floor, 31.3% from beyond the arc, and a 46.9% effective field goal percentage. They're shooting 84.6% from the foul line, but um, but largely used exclusively as a three-point shooter. As, as several people have noted, the Magic did not put him in the post very often. That's where he was really effective last year. That just wasn't part of the Magic's plans for him this year. They want him to be more of a, a spot-up shooter and more of a, a shooting threat. Um, the three-point shooting was obviously way up and down all season long. Um, he went through a stretch where he made a ton, went through a stretch where he couldn't hit any, and it was something that, that's been chronicled throughout the course of the season. But really, uh, Okiki's value was seen 
really very similar to where it was in Thursday's game. He is a really good defender. Um, he will get his hand on the ball. He will get a lot of deflections and get a lot of steals and and really disrupt things. And, and kind of his, his even keel nature really helps him kind of stay in the game even if even if you know things aren't going right or, or he's not hitting shots. This guy is not going to dwell on too much. He's just going to kind of keep keep chugging along. And everyone on the Magic loves him. Everyone loves loves this dude. And it's just a matter of, you know, we've kind of said it all year, just kind of getting him to break out of his shell and understand who he can be. Okiki, Okiki's still got work to do, obviously. He's got to improve dramatically as a three-point shooter. You know, 31% three-point shooting year, this kind of slump set he went through this year. That's not going to cut it for the A, the role the Magic put him in this season, and B, not going to cut it uh, for a team that has a lot of bigs and a lot of guys that play his position. You know, there's going to be some guys squeezed out here. Um, the Magic have so many young players. Um, some of them are not going to be able to play, and, and, and it's going to be an issue for this team moving forward as they continue this part of their rebuild. Uh, but Okiki, Okiki seems game to make these improvements and seems game to understand where he still needs to grow and where he still needs to go as a player. Um, he knows that defense is still his ultimate calling card and defense is ultimately what's going to keep him on the floor, even as he figures out these other parts of his game. You know, we'll, we'll review Okiki's season a little bit more in detail once the season ends. Of course, we'll do our player evaluation series, but Okiki, Okiki has had a, a, a rough season in a lot of ways, just very up and down uh, with some wild swings in them. Uh, and that's going to be the part that's going to, those are going to be edges that he has to smooth out. Um, consistency is a big deal in this league. Being, a, being able to be counted on for the same thing every single night. I say this all the time about the regular season. The regular season is not about your best game. It's about what you can do on your worst night. What can you do consistently? What can you do even when, what can you do well and help your team do well even on your worst nights? Because you're not going to have it every night. There's going to be bad nights. There's 82 of these things. It's hard to be really good for 82 games. Um, there's very few players that can honestly say, I was good for 82 games or for all the games that I played. Um, Okiki is, again, struggled to find that consistency. There's been enough to make us all believe. There's been enough to make us see this kid has something that's worth investing in, that's worth continuing to develop. But it's, you know, coming up on year three now, it's time to start seeing some patterns harden. It's time to start seeing uh, some consistency develop so that you know what you're counting on him moving forward. Okiki is going to be around the team next year. Don't worry about that. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, and, and he's going to improve. Um, that's going to be the big thing for him. Um, he's going to need a healthy off, a healthy off season and a healthy training camp, which he did not get this year. Um, we didn't see him at summer league, obviously last year. Um, the reasons why are not particularly clear that we do know that he dealt with an injury throughout all of training camp and that slowed him down a ton. Health has been a big issue for Chuma Okiki. Um, some of that is because yes, he is a defender defenders, tend to get kind of grimy and dirty sometimes. And they sometimes take knocks and injuries. But uh, but Okiki has had these crazy ups and downs, these crazy swings. And now it's just about finding his middle. That's going to be the key for him next season, to find his middle. Um, like I said, it's about consistency right now for him. And that's continuing to be the big issue chasing this young player. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. 
Now that you're done listening to us, make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back Monday to recap the Orlando Magic's final game against the Miami Heat. We'll begin our season recap probably that night. I'll probably have some thoughts on the season as a whole. Um, but we will talk more about the whole season next year, next week. Uh, we'll start our season recap stuff, you know, start looking ahead a little bit to the draft um, as well. Um, the NBA draft lottery is May 17th. So a lot still to do, a lot still to talk about here on Locked on Magic, uh, but we are nearing the end of the season. And so we'll be able to kind of take a step back and reflect on a few things um, as the season comes to a close. But until then, enjoy fan appreciation night on Sunday. Don't let the Heat fans drown, drown us out on our last night to celebrate this, te- celebrate this team and to get excited about um, what the future holds for the Orlando Magic. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.